Well, I am Susan Grant, and I am one of the members of Bell Street Duo. And I am Joni De Winter, and I'm the other member of Bell Street Duo, singer and writer of musicals. Musicals? This is new news. <laughs> Welcome to the Confidently Creative Podcast with me, your host, Jason Ward. My guests on this episode are Susan Grant and Joni De Winter, writers of brand new musical Hue. They are going to talk about their creative journey, their influences, and also how they were able to write a brand new show while juggling life, juggling performing, and juggling motherhood. It's a fantastic listen. They're hilarious, and I hope you enjoy it. You are Bell Street duo, so you perform like a function duo, but you also write shows. Yes, that's right. Um, a, f- a functioning duo. That's we are functioning. <laughs> that's good. Thank you. Are you for high that. functioning or just about functioning? Just barely, <laughs> barely functioning. Yes. Yeah, so we are an events band. So we we will go and do private events and parties with um, cover songs, vintage inspired. But um, in over the last kind of eighteen months, we have begun to write and produce projects and our biggest one being Hugh the Musical which is kind of our proper diving in to the deep end project. Excellent. I have seen Hugh the Musical and I love it as you know I think it's hilarious uh, <laughs> and I think it's really well written and I know that it's developing but what was it that inspired you to write Hugh? Well I mean we we love we love gigging and we love the the functions that we're, we're booked for um, but we had wanted to start being a little bit more creative and Hugh appeared <laughs> when we were stood in a field um, at a gig uh, and we were talking about how when you're tired or a bit lazy with singing uh, your diction can not be at its best uh, and the, the song that that we were singing was um, Hugh we didn't say that. You make me feel like a natural woman. And then we realised that Hugh turns up actually all over the place. Like, I will always love Hugh. Um, yeah, that's it's, it's, all, about it's Hugh. all about Hugh. All I want for Christmas is Hugh. Yeah. So, And then we were, oh, that's hilarious. We should write a musical about that. And it was going to be a musical with all those songs and sort of a comedy with parodies of the songs. And then we thought it'd be nice to have an original. And then we thought, well, we should write one at the end, maybe one at the beginning. And we ended up with the help of some other uh, local songwriters writing all of the music. And actually, it's not really about Hugh at all. <laughs> so... <laughs> so if it's not about Hugh, then who or what is it about? Well, it's it's a romantic. Our new tagline for it is it's a romantic comedy, but not as you know it. So it's basically a tale of uh, friendship, really, doubled up with a tale of a play, a musical that really doesn't go very well at all. So it's um, it's you follow. There's two storylines. We're in the storyline of the two actresses who are putting on this musical that isn't really finished, isn't really um, very good. <laughs> And um, and also the storyline of the musical, which is about two friends who um, get a mysterious love letter from a person called Hugh. They both think the letter is for them. And so hilarity 
ensues. It really is huge as a stalker. It's 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 full of kind of dated, slightly um, what's the word? Inappropriate, <laughs> less fashionable ideas than oh, yes. that, that are now. So kind of really a lot of the 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 subject material, um, the actresses question quite a lot. Um, why are why are they getting so excited about this this man they don't know? How did he find out their address? Is mm. is he a stalker? Why are we changing ourselves for this date with a man? Blah blah blah. And it's set in the the, the play within the play is set in the nineties. So actually, there is a lot of um, the rom com influence, uh, a lot of sort of Bridget Jones that going back to how females are viewed um, and how they should behave as well acceptable in the 90s yes apparently so excellent so were you inspired by like rom-coms were you like massive fans of rom-coms that wasn't how that came about no it is a bit of a story though so basically we started we had the idea let's make a parody musical oh no let's write the songs what can it be about brainstorming why don't we do it who who is Hugh going to be in this musical why doesn't because uh, we only wanted ourselves in it because we like working with each other and uh, and that's <laughs> it really yeah. so um we thought right who who can Hugh be if we don't meet him so we thought oh it could be a love letter so we set out to write this kind of semi serious story about this mistaken um identity love letter um and it, we were kind of, we hadn't done anything like this before. And we decided to tr- treat it like an experiment because we just thought, oh, we'll do it for a bit of fun at the Shaftesbury Fringe and we'll learn a bit about writing and musicals. And um, so we got very close to the date that we booked the show and um, we um, were doing one final rehearsal, having written the musical. And what we realised was it just wasn't ready or very good or very good so we were in my living room rehearsing the the musical and um something went wrong so I started to laugh and then I started to cry (laughs) and then Susan started to cry (laughs) and we're just on the floor the night before our show yeah crying our eyes out thinking let's just cancel it let's just do a gig it's embarrassing yeah we don't be seen anywhere near it. We had quite a good reputation, have quite a good reputation for being good entertainers. This is going to ruin us. Yeah. And then we pulled ourselves together and we thought we're going to present this like a workshop. So we're going to do this as a work in progress. We are going to tell the story of how we put this musical together. So really, the first time we performed Hugh the Musical, we were, were exploring the characters of the actresses doing this musical and discovering it was rubbish. <laughs> so that just went down a storm. And I think the reason it did is because we were just ourselves um, and just kind of took the mickey out of ourselves a little bit and just were very honest about the bits that went wrong or the plot holes. Um, and we decided when we did it next time to write the musical in that vein we put it to bed for a month and then we picked it back up and said right how is this going to work and suddenly it started to fall into place in its ridiculous manner and chaos (laughs) but it did and since then we have developed and developed this last year when we've been on tour with it and now we've actually taken away the still a work in progress 
because also we don't want people to come along thinking it is a work in progress because we get it but it's not so yeah so it's it's a long story but that's how we got to where we were (laughs) but it's been a long process and we've been discovering kind of who we are and what kind of things we want to write and what kind of things we want to make and what we've realized is it's really important to us to just be quite authentic about who we are and who we are is a little bit fly by the seat of your pants a little bit tongue-in-cheek still good at what we do but we want to make people laugh thank you for listening to the confidently creative podcast with me your host jason ward my guests on this episode are Susan Grant and Joni DeWinter, writers of brand new musical Hugh the Musical. It is an hilarious show, really full of those 90s rom-com stereotypes. But despite the humour, there's a lot of truth in this show. And I asked Susan and Joni how important it is for them to be authentic in their writing. I think whatever we make, we have to feel very um, connected to mm. Um, and making a very serious musical about something that was kind of an idea to kind of make a work in progress and, and a project. If we couldn't connect to it, then then we didn't do it very well. But once it was funny and, you know, once it was us admitting, mm-hmm. like, um, maybe our flaws or our learning process in the musical, it felt... Uh, it felt like uh, it felt like something we would create, if that makes sense. Yeah. No, it does absolutely, and I think it's important because um, the show, like I said before, is funny. It is you, but it's not you. But I can see like both of you in it, if that makes sense. Mm. It's evolved quite a lot since you saw it as well. Mm. So what we've tried to work on is the character of the actresses. Now we've kind of we were kind of almost being them at the start. Yeah. And since as the plays progress we've tried to make the characters of the actresses doing the musical separate yeah because one of our goals this year is to finalize the script and and you know have it copyrighted and 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 published so that it is a finished thing we have the soundtrack and we have the script and we feel comfortable with it but it just it's it's been a, a much more round the houses process than we thought it would to find the characters and having feedback and um Again, looking at uh, the feedback you gave us as well was very useful because we there were so many things like we hadn't really thought about the rom com thing until we had that from you, and then and actually the rom com thing did not sit with me. I, I couldn't get my head around that was never what it was supposed to be. But the more we went into the characters and the obvious things of a rom-com and actually how ridiculous some of these things that especially women were made to feel if you look back on it it has been quite interesting to go deeper to maybe be a little bit make the audience a bit uncomfortable at times you know it is the majority of it's hilarious but it's good to have those moments where you have to go oh really (laughs) no I agree and I think I think it's good to look back and go oh my God, we all thought this was fine, but now I'm a little bit older. I would never do that. Yeah. Do you know what's interesting? What I was about to say, I've only just thought, it's, it's interesting that we wrote this probably quite sexist plot line. Yeah. Just quickly, we wrote it, came out of nowhere. Um, and then, so really that programming from the 90s, we are from the 90s, that is in us because that was our first response. And then it's like the more mature versions of us, the actresses, are questioning kind of the thought, everything we've kind of been taught, you know? Yeah. 
And so, yeah. And I think that's an interesting process. So when you started writing it, you thought it was going to be a bit of fun, but it seems to me like Hugh the Musical has, has taken on more of a life the more that you've kind of performed it and lived it. Well, we wanted to, we do want to make, we know that between us, we want to make productions, we want to kind of make theatre. And we knew that. And so this was supposed to be an exercise. Um, it was supposed to be one show and an exercise. And then the kind of response that we kind of got back from it, we just responded to that and kind of chose to kind of, we had to teach ourselves to stop laughing at the idea that we'd written a play or a musical because we've stopped laughing about it, yeah. now, haven't we? But we used to go, we've written a musical. <laughs> but now we just say we, we've written a musical yeah. and there's no laugh because we, we've realised that we have written a musical and it's not a joke and um it's so it's kind of it's been an exercise in uh believing in what we can create I think and I think the audience are generally a bit shell-shocked but they everyone goes out happy and like it, just bringing that joy that people are just laughing because <laughs> you are just being ridiculous in front of them um I think now it's a little bit I mean we're going back into rehearsal with it soon before we go back out on tour but just um yeah being able to just have some fun with the audience because there is participation audience participation with it and although I know a lot of people are scared about that actually it's not very demanding um so <laughs> depends what you get picked for yeah but it is it is just fun and everyone gets on board so yeah so had you written uh have you written a show before or Hugh was the first show that you ever wrote uh no it's yeah. the first original show original music show we've ever written when so previous um to now we were a trio and um we all of us all three of us really love theater and so we we basically wanted to perform a bit more than we were because we were um, basically um, gigging rather than performing. And so we wrote a show called The Secret Diary of a Part-Time Diva, which was a very short, again, 45-minute show. But it was all, um, it was a bit of a jukebox musical, wasn't it? Yeah. We used all the songs we really wanted to sing, and we made it into, uh, we performed a rehearsal, basically. So it only really worked for people based around where we lived and people who knew us. But we sold out. We sold that out, didn't we? Yeah, we did. Twice. Yeah. Um, but so that was the first thing we wrote together. Yeah. Yeah. Um, as a three. But we we never thought, I don't think, I never considered that we might write music or lyrics. And we were going to take that out on tour. Actually, we had a few venues booked uh, and just just as COVID hit. So like many, we sort of saw the tours dates slowly disappear um and then over that time things changed and so it is the two of us so yeah this 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 was a just a let's have a go and we really carved the time out and the people we work with it was really fun and then going into the recording studio and getting it all down you know it's just it's been an amazing progress over the last 18 months Did you both grow up then in theatre or did you come to theatre later? My family are all quite musical and theatrical. <laughs> um, and so I was very lucky to grow up around a lot of music and um, people in, in different yeah, areas with it. 
professional and and amateur um so yes i was always involved with things and then when i was 16 i joined the gilbert and sullivan society in bournemouth and um did a lot at the, the pool lighthouse uh back then and so that was lovely and then went on to do performing arts at university so from there it went i tried to get jobs and i auditioned for lots of things <laughs> and i've had a lot of random jobs but some really lovely jobs as well so yeah it's been there but uh, i hadn't really performed because of having children and moving and stuff until for about five years uh, until i moved here to shaftesbury in dorset and then we uh, accidentally met, really, didn't we? And it all started again. <laughs> yeah. Oh well, and John. Um, yeah, I, did, I, I, um, I grew up in a very like a house that loves music and stuff, but I didn't really, I didn't do a lot. I grew up in a very evangelical church, so we did a lot of mime dancing, and I did run the mission group. So, um, and we used to go out and do dances, but um, I wanted to be a singer songwriter and then I accidentally got married and <laughs> lost my identity. <laughs> and then I got divorced and found my identity. So, um, uh, yeah, I don't, I, I, so I basically, when I kind of began to try and make friends again, I kind of fell into a creative circle and it gave me some comfort. I found some confidence from somewhere. And then we met and it's, I think it's just in both of us. I think we can't get together just socially without talking about like what we're going to make or, oh, I had this idea or, and it's always, I think it's always been like that mm. between us in our friendship, that kind of like, and I think, I think it's just something we can't help doing. So, but what I do like about us, and I always, I always say, oh, we've gone about this the wrong way. And you say there is no wrong way, but <laughs> all I mean is like, we, we haven't, like, we're not fresh out of university with a little theatre company that we're blah, blah, blah. We are grown women <laughs> with children and a lot of drama in our lives and not the, not the good drama, you know, <laughs> the, the other drama. And we are now making theatre and performing and being creative. And I think that more people should have the confidence to do that. And I think... Sometimes I think if, if people can see us doing it and just going, do you know what, fuck it, let's just have a go. Let's see if we can write this. Let's see if we can tour it. Let's see if we can record it. Um, and we're, you know, who, who are we? We're just us. Like, we're, with, you know, we're not from London or like, oh, you're not from London, are you? Yeah. But, you know, we're just, and, and I just think like, I wish we, I had seen other people who are like, you know, in their 40s, starting to write, starting to create, because you do kind of think, oh, it's it's just if you're, like, young and fresh. <laughs> no, I'm not fresh anymore. <laughs> so, but, yeah. Do you, do you think that, um, like, for example, you've written the show and you've got out there and you've got it booked um, and you've, you're both very focused and you're kind of structured in how you're, planning what you want to do do you think that's something you would have been capable of doing when you were 19 20 21 i possibly with the right people around but certainly confidence wise 
for me looking back on myself then I mean no I wouldn't have had the let's get on with it I think probably for both of us just having that well let's make this a priority because there's so many other things going on if we don't do it now let's not bother we won't do it at all and actually having the experience and also just having that sort of knowledge with age (laughs) you know but just and the and learning that actually a lot of it's just bullshit isn't it if you just get on with it and I mean we wing a lot of stuff but we've learned to wing things very well um we have we're so good at it yeah and we just <laughs> and we've got brilliant support around here which is almost like we can try anything here yeah. we know that we've got people that will go great but also might go hmm whatever and so it was a really big surprise to take a show out and people that we'd never met and never heard of us came along and enjoyed it yeah <laughs> and now follow us and you know we've been booked again for it again so it's just just going for it isn't it and I think the other thing that comes with why was age about age is um I don't know that when I was 20 I would have been so willing to put on a pair of spanks in front of an audience of people or like to kind of have that um you know you take the piss out of yourself a bit and 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 look silly in order to be funny I think I probably would have had to write something quite like like some kind of tragedy or something. And really, although what we write, I do think when we perform, we do we do have like, it is slight, some of it is slightly dark comedy and there is a point. But really, I, I kind of feel like now, whatever we write, our, our idea for our next musical is quite serious, but like, I think whatever we write will be funny. Yeah. Because that's who we are now. We have, to, and when I think the older you get, you do just have to look back and go, oh, fuck it and laugh and 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 just make it work. Yeah. So I think there's two things. I think what you said there, Susan, about having the experience and maybe the self-confidence as you get older is definitely helpful. And that's balanced by when you are in your teens and 20s, you don't really think of what could possibly go wrong and you've got time to correct it if it does. Um, But, you know, you've got strengths either side. And there's something else that you said as well. And I read an article by one of the founders of Netflix the other day. And the article was, um, if you want to be a songwriter, don't go to Nashville. And his reasoning was, become a big fish in your small pond, first of all, and take that support with you. And that I feel like that's something that's worked for you in working in Shaftesbury and Dorset in the south of England. Is that, you think that's been something that's been key for you? Absolutely. Yeah. It's. I mean, the community here is amazing. For I, I've never... I grew up in Bournemouth and then I was in London for a bit and I've done different been places, but never been in a what I would call a small town. And actually the support from the whole town for us, and especially we've got a network of friends, but then it has been brilliant. And then they have the fringe here at Shaftesbury in July each year. And that is absolutely wonderful. You know, a lot of people don't know about it, but it's huge here. And so we have just been able to have a go for the last five years at the fringe you know it's the metaphorical equivalent of you know putting on a show with your cousin <laughs> and charging your nan and granddad 50p <laughs> and they will come and yeah. they will pay 50p and they will sit through that six hour show 
and 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 support you and and that is it's so lovely um yeah. and then it's so lovely it's like it is and to be creatively when we say we're brave really it's only kind of brave because we're we're being brave amongst a really lovely community and then the scary bit was kind of going okay well you think we're funny you think this is good we sold out here we you know but let's go somewhere else and that was this that was the scary bit we had this kind of um nurturing to like learn who we were and what kind of worked and didn't work i think here which is lovely so because you said before um i think joni you said it well we're we're not young we're not from london blah blah, blah but you've just proved with what you've done that maybe you don't need all those things no well we don't have them so we have to make it work with what we've got but we are, and it's different. And I think it's different because then we can talk about it to people, you know, like that doesn't, you can be creative from a different uh, launch pad. Right. And for both of you, like you, I think you are both very creative. Clearly you are. When did you like realize that you were like creative? <laughs> I mean, I'm still going to go in with the, the, <laughs> the mashup musical in year six, I think. Um, that was when I realized other people didn't do that. Yeah. Um, but yeah. Well, I, I in year seven, I I um, auditioned for uh, Jesus Christ Superstar at Nor Girls School, and um, because I was the youngest to audition in the group, it was normally the last two years that got part. I got the part of Simon Zelotes, and yeah, I was I was very pleased with oh. that, you know. So, and I really really worked hard on my audition piece my mum had like played it on a piano I took it in my cassette had the backing you know so from then I thought okay <laughs> you can go far yeah. <laughs> with I your th- cassette like, yeah. we're both so lucky because we're we're from such creative families both of our parents yeah. are really creative um my whole family are really creative um come from a long line of like creatives and, and mm. as do you mm. and you are surrounded by it's kind of normal and then you meet people who don't can't sing in tune and you're like what is this <laughs> a big part actually is to to certainly for me and I'm sure the same from you but is actually you know me being able to say to my parents a long time ago I want to go down this path I, and I mean I was going to go into dance I was going to go and be a dancer yeah and, and that yeah, and I went more into singing and musical theatre for different reasons but um they never said no. Don't do that. That's ridiculous. <laughs> yeah, you know, I was never the best at anything, but they said okay. You know, if that's your passion and that's what it is, and so to be able to be given the opportunity to go, why not? You know, give it a go, um, and be prepared to do all the other jobs that you have to do as well. <laughs> you know, but yeah, having um, support is good. And who who do you have as like creative heroes? Like you're writing musicals now. Is there a musical theatre writer that you particularly think is great, or are you going to be? I don't know. Are you going to be we, Lloyd Webber and Rice? Are you going to be Sondheim and James Labine? What's the? Who's your creative heroes? Well, well, it, they don't write musicals, but we just king love French and Saunders. Yeah, like we just love how they're just, it's really just, we love their humour, we love how matter-of-fact they are, and they're just themselves, but then they do all these characters, and they don't sing, and it's, it's so really... 
But they they do. do. (laughs) But and that's something that we kind of we were described as that a couple of times. I kind of took offense and pushed back a little bit. But actually, they're brilliant. And um, their their working partnership is so inspiring because they've been working together. What what, since like late 70s, isn't Mm. it? And and they still work together and they still really like each other. And they obviously Mm. just work so and I think that's really inspiring to have such a good working relationship, still be funny, still be making new things. And I, so I would say as a duo, I don't want to answer for you, yeah, yeah. but definitely we we do think like, mm. what would they do? What would they do? <laughs> we have also been compared to Laurel and Hardy. That's but, you know, that's, that's that. <laughs> yeah. But, I, do, um, I like that you... as a tagline. If French and Saunders wrote a musical, this is what it would be. But we have said that to people because we feel like, I mean, you can tell Dawn when you interview her, more <laughs> um, we feel like we have written, if they'd written a musical, that's this is kind of what it might look like. Right. Um, I mean, we're, our new people, basically, we love the people who kind of sing and make things funny. So like Morecambe and Wise, like there's just like, like Cher when she used to host and be funny and then sing and like Judy Garland, like they all, like all of that like we love to sing but most of all we definitely describe ourselves as performers and entertainers more than like serious vocalists but we can sing and we can sing (laughs) you can (laughs) sing you're great singers a job yeah (laughs) definitely that's what we love and we really love it when we get to engage with the audience or if we get to make them laugh I think that's a new thing I've learned about myself since working together is that I didn't know that I wanted to make people that sounds so corny but I didn't know that I wanted to make people laugh and that and so much of what we do ends up being about making people laugh and cheering them up right and you said something before I just want to ask you about it because that what you just said leads to it so as singers when you're performing as Bell Street you are great singers and you describe that as gigging but doing Hugh is performing and I'd like to just expand on that that difference for maybe people that don't perform like what's the difference in between gigging and performing well we we do always perform when we're gigging <laughs> but that's what makes us Bell Street really yeah and and I guess the thing with the with the musical with performing is that we are going into different characters we are who whether it's Hugh or whatever the next one is or whatever you know we are going into different characters because we've taken I just think this kind of backs up what mm. you're saying we've taken on our new poster for Hugh it used to say starring or featuring yeah Bell Street um because that was our safety blanket especially locally because we thought well we'll bring in people yeah. or people you know we are still staying safe as bell street and this isn't a musical this is just something we're doing whereas now we've taken that away and we don't mention bell street and it mm. it feels to us that hugh now and we have the confidence to say we are performers in this and we're not being the brand that is bell street whereas from a bell street mm. we do perform when we sing and that's one of the things that people say kind of set us apart a little bit is that we are connecting and telling a story not just kind of closing our eyes and singing but we're also I mean we get booked for all sorts of things with it could be background and no one looks at us or knows we're there and so and that's fine so we'll just sing and and tone it down or we might have been booked for a 
more of a theatre thing. And so therefore we have to up our game with real performance. So uh, we've got really good set lists so we can be performers or we can be artists that are just there to create an atmosphere. Right. And since you've been doing Hue, has any of kind of the Hue um, energy bled into your Bell Street performances or vice versa? Sometimes people have booked us um, as afterwards. So we'll do Hue, which is a 50 minute show. And if it's a venue or they want to make the evening longer, they'll book Bell Street mm-hmm. after for a gig while people have a drink or whatever. And what we have found is the connection is already there. So normally as if you're walking into a place to perform and sing, you have to work really hard to make that connection with the audience, especially if you're not talking as much, you're mainly singing. Whereas they already know us, they feel like we've already interacted with them. Yeah. So that kind of, um, you create a bond Yeah. and then it's already there when you start to sing in there. And that's fun because you right. can, you know the audience play around you can pick on people because some of them will have been up on the stage with you as well they're they're in a different sort of help stuff your bra but yeah you know it's intimate (laughs) yeah like that no that's that's what i was thinking is that after you've when you've done hugh the audience is in a different place so when you come on as bell street does that give you more scope to kind of have fun it's something we're kind of wrestling with at the minute as to whether we go ahead and do that anymore Right. Um, because a it's it's kind of emotionally exhausting when you do like a very high pace chaotic one hour show to then go and be like sing 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 and another hour of you know um, in amongst the chaos that we've created with the props and the <laughs> confetti. So we're kind of at the minute deciding is that a good thing or is it actually not something that we want to take forward and we haven't decided yet what what we want to do with that because we're not sure really thank you for listening to the confidently creative podcast with me your host jason ward my guests on this episode are susan grant and joni de winter writers of brand new musical hue we've discussed about discovering your own creativity Uh, Also valuing your work and when you realise that it's actually good. And in the next section, we're looking at what happens when you reach out for help. Joni and Susan saw a great show by Orca Productions, Diana the Untold Untrue Story, and decided they'd reach out to Joseph and Linus from Awkward uh, to ask for help. So let's hear how that went. We actually had a phone call with them yesterday. Uh, We rang them to talk about kind of... (laughs) We just messaged and we didn't expect they'd reply to talk about touring and marketing and how they found it. Because obviously they're doing something very right. But anyway, we went to see it. And what I really got out of it was how satisfying that one hour was. And I wasn't then like, oh, I wish wish they'd done a gig. I wish it had been another act. I wish like it was fine. And it was high pace and quite like exhausting as an audience member mm-hmm. and that must be how people feel after you mm-hmm. so it was really interesting to go to see that because it's not the same as what we're doing but it it's a similar spirit yeah and um it and how satisfied the audience were. I mean we we really enjoyed it and then we were done like it was ready it was we were fine didn't feel the need for anything else it's not it's not a cynical decision no like these are these are things that for them they they feel you know that they are yeah. important 
And I think that's a, you know, something that you said about being authentic. Um, you 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 shouldn't be writing stuff that you don't yeah. care about. Um, so the future for Hugh then, you're resting it right now, and then you're going back out with it with the show in what in January, February? No, not quite. We are um we are filming this weekend a reel a for trailer. a trailer for it. Um so we can get it out to to theatres, to our venues. And uh, we're deciding where we're going to go with it in the next couple of weeks. And then we will have a schedule. That's fantastic. Yeah. That is exciting. And we, we really, this with this bit of the talks, last year we were teaching ourselves about creating the show. This bit, we're learning about how to get our audience, knowing who our audience is, where to find them, how to persuade them to come and buy a ticket get yeah. them through the doors that's kind of something that we really want to work on our skill set this year because we're doing everything which is another question but we are at the minute it's, it's us two and then sometimes we have like tech um and so we need to do all the marketing and promotion at the minute and so it's it's our le- learning curve that we're going to use as part of our tour this year as well before we do our next thing so what did you learn in the last year then writing the show? Like if you were going to do it again, what would you do differently? That's hard to know because it, it's been quite it's been quite organic, but it has. I think we would just have, I would say, just a bit more, we wouldn't have to persuade ourselves of our confidence again and our belief that we deserve yeah. to go and record our, we need, mm. you know, to go and record it, to, that we deserve to sell out, that, you know, so we had the the backing tracks. We we had done um, basically, but it was very basic at the beginning through you know, computer, and then we wanted live musicians to create this soundtrack. But actually, for us going into a recording studio with session musicians, and we like dealing with some shit hot session musicians. Like I think we both felt lost. And we said, you know, this is the song. It sounds a bit like this. This is the bit, and it's and I mean, there's one guy we've got who's brilliant pianist and violinist. So he's like, okay, like this. Then we're like, yeah, exactly like that. And no one laughed at us. That was the biggest thing. It was the fact that we were like, this next song is a bit like ABBA, and can you make it like this? Because it's like the bird, and they're like, okay, and they just do it. Yeah. And they record and they master it and it's it's there. Here's your amazing soundtrack. And no one at any point has gone, what the fuck are you doing? Yeah. <laughs> Apart from us. <laughs> and so we, we do have a very clear idea of like, no, absolutely not like that. <laughs> so when people do, because people go, oh, have you thought? We're like, no. no. <laughs> Does that come from experience? I think it comes from us really knowing we, and I, <sighs> really knowing and this is even when we didn't have any confidence in maybe anybody paying to come and see Hugh but we really knew what we wanted to make we didn't know exactly what it was going to look like but we knew how we wanted it to Mm. feel and like no we really wanted it to we do know but we know that about Bell Street and each other that you know it's very it's very rare that we disagree really I mean we have moments of oh no but I've just been. Oh, yeah. I was joking. It fell down like a level. <laughs> We're hilarious. But um, yeah, so actually, I think both of us get the feeling when we know. Yeah, it's, it's very rare. Quite we, interesting. Yeah. Come up with a, an idea that 
the other one doesn't mm. at least entertain. So. so what is the future now for Hugh the Musical? We are going to finalise the script. We are not going, we think we've both agreed, we're not going to do much more development on it. We've got a few things we want to put in before we go on tour that we haven't booked yet. Um, but but then it is done because we know that now. We both feel like it's finished. And and I think we're looking at the summer. So what we're doing over, once we film the trailer, we have great branding now, I think. We've got um, great audience feedback. Um, we're going to have a brilliant trailer. We've got our experience. We know our product. So we can now approach people with exactly what it is an approach that we need to find um, just smaller theatres. We definitely want kind of smaller box style theatres. Is that the right word? Box? Black box? Black box. Or like kind of theatre theater pubs? Yeah. Like um, the Alma. Like yeah, that. the Alma Tavern. We've saw yeah. Diana Rand. We want smaller venues where we can connect with people and we're going to approach them and just give them our things and really work hard on promoting it with the venue. So that is our plan for Hugh for this year. And then we are going to start writing our next thing. Which was going to be my last question. So what is the next thing? So the next the next project is, um, it, it, we're sitting with it at the moment. <laughs> we've, um, we've, we put the, we put the idea in an invisible balloon and we've weighted it down so that we don't forget, we don't not give it the time. Uh, but it's just not been ready yet. So we're not really sure what it's going to look like. But we don't know if it's going to be a musical or a play we're or not, a play with music. We don't even know if we'll be in it. And we think there'll probably be more people involved, which is all very vague, I know, but we've got the essence of it, but we, we don't have want to rush title. anything. We have a working title, which um, is uh, Dare to be Seen, but Seen. It'll probably end up being called Seen, won't it? Yeah. And then the tagline, Dare to Be. And uh, it's going to be about giving people voices, basically. And it's But it's quite important to us. The subject matter is quite heavy. So we want to... This is why this is great with Hugh. It's just all very lighthearted. We can make mistakes. We can make mistakes in the next bit, but... This feels like a bit more precious, a bit more delicate. And we don't, we want to give it all the space it deserves to kind of grow. But one of our goals, is, what we've learned about ourselves is that we need to, we're so busy and we have so much going on that we need to like carve out time to make, to let something grow. And really we don't have the brain space to let anything, an idea kind of form until we put some space and have it so the last bit of space we carved out for it was quite a while ago now about six months ago wasn't it and 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 we moved on and it, we got the title and we got what we definitely what we want it to feel like and then the next bit is what it's going to physically be is it going to be a play is it going to have music mm. are we in it like mm. susan said you know so this is very vague mm. but so that but um i think we've both got a feeling about what we want to make, but it's, we haven't kind of, we haven't got the big idea yet, Jason. <laughs> no, listen, that's fine. You, you, when the idea is at this point, you don't want to kind of expose it to the world just yet. You need to kind of look after it and, uh, you know, let it 
sort of develop safely in your safe space, in the Bell Street safe oh. space, <laughs> before you take it out there? We just feel quite about it because we I think it's going to be really good. <laughs> yeah. But I just don't know what it is. And I think we both really believe in this imaginary thing that we don't know what it is. Yeah. But we I think we've a like okay. feeling of just like, no, it's gonna be good. Mm. But we'll like it. Be great. I feel like um you're both committed to this path now of being like theatre writers. Mm. We're going on a course. Mm. We're going on a well. We're going on a how to write a musical course because mm. we got funding for it. Yeah. We applied for funding and then the, we got it, didn't we? And so, um, yeah, we're just just to kind of we have written a musical. We know we know how we wrote a musical, but maybe this will give us. We're just going to try and invest a bit more in our skills a bit now. We have the confidence. Like we've always like deserved to be in the room, but I think now we think we are deserve to be in the room now we kind of believe that so mm. we're in a space where we can kind of learn and talk about what we've done which is exciting i think that's cool which course are you doing and where is that um, it's with um it's in london with city academy and um it's a yes it's a, a script writing course it's two days um up by waterloo so we do that's great but it would be great just for us like like you said about the time, it'd be great for us to like have space to be creative where like we don't have to go on a school run or, yeah, you know, wash up, wash up. And also to, to meet other people that are yeah. doing the same thing. We're going to try and network a bit more this year. That's another thing we really want to do. Try and just have the confidence to approach people that we see doing things that we like. And then, um, because we, you were the first person that we kind of approached and said, mm, we, we're doing this. And then, it turned out so well for us. So now we do have a bit more confidence to go and, and approach people and say, you're you're quite good at that. Like what 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 how did you do that? <laughs> so because we we'd love it if people did that to us. Mm. We'd be like, sit down, we'll tell. Well that's I'm gonna ask you that as well. What would you say to somebody else? You know, you got uh you saying about the school run. If you go on the school run and there's somebody else there, you know, another parent saying, Oh my god. I can't believe you wrote a show. I want to write a show. I'm thinking, what would you say Let's to them? fucking do it. Well, yeah. Well, we got asked <laughs> to do a, um, a, at a book festival, asked to talk about script writing. <laughs> and how many people turned up? They were good. It was 18 full. or so? Yeah. And we nailed it. And, and so, and then we were like, oh, yeah, well, tell us about your ideas. Both of it. Imposter syndrome. Massive. Yeah. <laughs> you know, like, just... Yeah, but that is right. that is what we say to each other all the time. Let's just do it. And I think that is why we like to work together is because we're both in that mindset. We're going to write a musical. Yeah, let's fucking do it. Let's just. And so I think just start doing it is what I would say to anybody about anything. Just start and don't worry about it being good enough or right enough or perfect. Just start because then you've started and you have to kind of keep going. It's like running down a hill. Um. Um, we have just with a lot of the things we've done with Bell Street or, you know, with new bigger things with Hugh and things like that. We have just gone, OK, right, we're just going to put it out there, book the date, do it. That is helpful, actually, isn't it? To like put a deadline on it and an accountability date. And then if you're crying on the lounge the night before, just do it how you, you think you should, <laughs> how you make it, how you can make it work. <laughs> Thank <laughs> you.
Thank you for listening to the Confidently Creative Podcast with me, your host, Jason Ward. My guests on this episode were Susan Grant and Joni DeWinter, writers of brand new musical Hue. And if you'd like to find out more about their work, you'll find all the links in the show notes. If you'd like to support my work here on the Jason Ward Creative Substack, then please consider taking out either a free or paid subscription. And I would love to welcome you to our creative community. If you'd like to be part of the podcast and share a little bit about what you're doing creatively, then just drop me a line. Once again, thanks for listening, and I look forward to speaking to you again soon.